This show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. Hey, Johnny, you gonna, you gonna give us that lick? Explanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I look some stuff up on Wikipedia, watch some YouTubes about it, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Drondell. David, hey, brother. <laughs> Looking good, stud. <laughs> nah, how's it going? It's going good. Me too. What mm-hmm. are we going to learn about? The Darwin Awards. I love that. The Darwin <laughs> Awards are amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Who doesn't love talking about Just stupid like, people you know, getting basically not what they deserve? No. But basically what you got coming if you do these, these types type of, of things. stupid things. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, first of all, we're going to talk about what it is. And then we're going to talk about the history of it. We're going to talk about the rules. And then finally, we're going to get into examples. Okay. Okay. Oh, saving the best for last. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the Darwin Awards are given to people who accidentally kill themselves or otherwise take themselves out of the gene pool in the stupidest ways possible. Yeah. Basically, it, it's it's like a thank you so much for not contributing yeah. to the future of humanity. <laughs> That's yeah. essentially what it is in a it really is. sarcastic and, um, you yeah. know... Because it's so tongue-in-cheek, it seems like it doesn't cross the plane into the euthanasia idea. Because that's whole, my whole problem with it, is if you start to, like, negative selection has actually been a big problem <laughs> before. Uh, as I think it's mindset. a stretch to connect it's, this to, to I know. eugenics. This I mean, I get where the funny. fear comes from, because that sort of thinking is fucked. Like... Uh, but I, I think it is very tongue in cheek. You're right. Like nobody is actually literally worried about what what would have happened had these people been allowed to reproduce. I yeah. think it's more just like, damn, dude. Yeah. How like, can you be that stupid? Exactly. And you paid the ultimate <laughs> price like, for what it. What the fuck, dude? You had everything. It's mostly like gawking mm. at a car accident that was so unlikely that it becomes humorous. Oh yeah. Has to be excellent. But also, you know that people died, and so you feel a little bit weird about gawking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're also smiling a little bit or maybe trying to hide it. Yeah. The Darwin Awards are a tongue-in-cheek honor, originating in a Usenet group discussion around 1985. They recognize individuals who have supposedly contributed to human evolution by selecting themselves out of the gene pool via death or sterilization by their own actions. Yeah, but I think that's a funny way to go about talking about the subject of people's untimely demise yeah but yeah so it was the usenet discussion group that started in 1985 and then in 1993 it became a website and then later a series of books by the founder wendy northcutt okay yeah a series of books i had no idea yeah i think there's like six of them now Hmm. yeah and i haven't read any of them but i did read the last 10 years i think i've read a couple of them Ellis the let read the t- last ten years of entries on the Darwin Awards website. <laughs> the last ten years <laughs> of entries. Through? Wow. Um, 
I swear that website is so old that like they must just keep it because it like makes them feel nostalgic because some of the stuff is just like websites just don't look like that anymore. You know, with like the yeah. free pictures yeah. that like anybody could use that you see anywhere. Oh yeah, the little uh, like it looks like I could have made it in my HTML class. Yeah, exactly. Back the in the day, JPEG things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> doesn't have clip art on it. Yeah, <laughs> remember clip art? Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm talking about. The clip oh, art. They clip use art. clip art. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, clip art. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it hasn't been updated since. No, well, it's like been updated with new new content, posts, but like but the the design. The design, no. Yeah. Um, the website's rules page says, in the spirit of Charles Darwin, the Darwin Awards commemorate individuals who protect our gene pool by making the ultimate sacrifice of their own lives. Darwin Award winners illuminate themselves in an extraordinary idiotic manner, thereby improving our species' chances of long-term survival. And accidentally, accidental self-sterilization also qual qualifies. But the site notes, of necessity, the award is usually bestowed posthumously. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would suck to get your dick shot off when you were trying to reach it when you're in a grocery store because it was falling down your waistband. This is actually an actual entry. Um, shot his nuts off. That would suck to get an award, the Darwin Award, while you're still alive Ooh. for shooting your own nuts off in a Walmart. Yeah, but you deserve it. <laughs> you kind of. You shouldn't be it. carrying a fucking shotgun around in Walmart, you asshole. No, a handgun in his waistband. Oh, I thought you said shotgun. Did I say shotgun? I thought you did. I could have. Maybe you just said you shot his nuts off, and I. Yeah. But yeah. Still. Regardless, and also. <laughs> Get a harness for your weapon if you if you if you want to. I mean, like, so it's not necessary. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> carry it around, don't carry it in your fucking waistband, pointing at your nutsack. <laughs> it can be seriously. You're just, the safety's off. You like, should, what are you doing, man? You should always know what's downrange, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just pointed like, who does that? All right, we got more of those later on. Um, and Wendy Northcutt, she graduated in molecular biology at the University of California, Berkeley, and then she went to study neurobiology at Stanford, doing research on cancer and telomerase. And I saw I her think it's telomerase. Telomerase, really? Telomerase, yeah. Oh, I've been. But how do you pronounce it? Telomerase. Telomerase. Because they're telomeres. Telomeres. Hmm. Telomerase. Yeah, like I actually we have to telomerase. Find we have to find that out because yeah, is it? Oh, I wonder if Janine can help wrong. us out. She's helped us out before. Yeah, with this sort of stuff. Yeah, just shouting out if you can <laughs> tell us what it is. Yeah, please tell us if Dexter's dumb or if I'm dumb. So while she was at Stanford in her spare time, she organized chain letters from family members into the original Darwin Awards website hosted on her personal account space at Stanford. And, but she eventually left Stanford in 1998 and devoted herself full-time to her website and books in 1999. There's no way a professor in this day and age could get away with hosting a website like that on there. Oh, right. Like, it would be... That's in such 
poor that, taste that, as, a profe- as a like a sitting professor. Well, at that time, like way way back that early, like they were the only ones really with that type of internet thing yeah. going yep. on at all. True. So yeah, who's gonna who's gonna blow the whistle? The other people who were reading it, right? Yeah. Um, but she had a hard time finding a publisher for it, since most publishers wanted her to remove the stories from the internet. Oh. Because apparently that was a thing back then. Huh. Um, she was like, it was a community. I cannot do that. Even though it might have cost me a lot of money, I kept saying no. But eventually she got a publisher to post it, to produce it with only 10% of the website's content. So and she agreed to remove 10%? No, uh, she printed a book that contained only 10% oh, okay. of the website's content. And it wasn't removed. Yeah, no, and it wasn't removed. And it was a huge success. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for like six months. Wow. Yeah, first book. And by 2002, the website received 7 million page hits a month, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like it's getting real successful, but not everybody's happy about it. Like she would get emails from people who actually knew the deceased. Uh And one of them wrote, this is horrible. It has shocked our community to the core. You should remove this. The North cut is like, I just can't, I just can't. It's just too stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Also like, why is your entire community reading? Yeah. Like, it's the Darwin Awards. If you know the person and they're that dumb, like, maybe don't. Yeah, there's and there's a few, like, where the people were, like, okay with it being on the Darwin Awards. And they're like, yeah, he was actually a pretty smart guy. Like, there's uh, this, <laughs> like, there's this sometimes guy. Sometimes smart people do incredibly stupid things. Yeah, like, there's this drunk skier who uh, decided he wanted to go sledding but didn't have nothing to go sledding on and took the pole, took the cushion off the pole on the bottom of the slope from like one of those poles that have the chairlift. Okay. And then dragged it up to the top of the ski slope and rode down and crashed into that pole that didn't have the cushion and died. Oh no, and died because he hit the same (laughs) pole. That's that's why the cushion's there though. (laughs) That's why it's there. And uh, the people like who had were interviewed in that one were like, yeah, he was actually a pretty, pretty smart guy, actually. He could have like, bailed. Just, yeah. Like, you can't change your momentum that much, but, like, you could bail. <laughs> he could just jump off. Jeez. Must have been pretty drunk. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the website also talks about, has honorable mentions, which are given to people who survived their misadventures with their repro- reproductive capability intact. Okay. Like the example of Lawn Chair Larry. We're going to end the episode on Lawn Chair Larry. Okay. It's probably the, one of their most famous stories. But a 2014 study published in the British, British Medical Journal found that between 1995 and 2014, males represented 88.7% of Darwin Award winners. Yeah, I feel like. Kind of makes general, sense, right? Especially I feel young like men. That's the same share that men probably have in all stupid activities. <laughs> Like, about 88% of just the extremely stupid shit that goes on is yeah. performed by males. Those I think r- it's... A, I, r- risk, you know, a, risk aversion. Yeah, we're more risk averse, and I think Less that, risk averse. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, yes, very much less risk averse. <laughs> uh, 
I think it's just part of our biology to uh, risk it. Yeah. It's uh, For the biscuit. Yeah. It's just fun to rhyme. Uh, let's talk about the rules of the Darwin Awards. Okay. There are five main criteria for Darwin Award winners. There is the inability to reproduce, excellence, self-selection, maturity, and vera- veracity. So let's talk about each of them. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Um, so first, inability t- to reproduce. Nominee must be dead or rendered sterile. To avoid debates about the possibility of in vitro fertilization, artificial insemination, or cloning, the original Darwin Awards book applied the following desert- deserted island test to potential winners. Hmm. If the person were unable to reproduce when stranded on a desert island with a fertile member of the opposite sex, he or she would be considered sterile. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, besides, like, medical intervention will eventually get to the point where, like, being sterile isn't yeah, even a thing. As long as you're alive, really they can all. extract, you know, enough DNA to make a new sex cell. Yeah. And then they could just... And then there's no category there. No. Nope. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Just... Yeah, the desert... Buck stops somewhere, and it stops with natural... The natural ability... To reproduce. To reproduce without the aid of technology. Yeah. The second one is excellence which is astoundingly stupid judgment. The candidate's foolishness must be unique and sensational, likely because the award is intended to be funny. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. If, it were, if it were just tragic, then it would be in even worse taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure some people will that's disagree a, with me on this, but I don't find rules. it to be in that bad of taste, to be honest. I know. No, I don't think it is either. I just want. I know to it's poking fun at somebody the devil's else's advocate misfortune. For a minute, I think it's interesting, but they are. When I read them all, they're more boring than I remembered them to be. Oh, okay. Um, but oh, when you read them as a list, lists tend to be boring. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, but yeah, it's got to be super foolish. But like a bunch of dumb things people do are foolish. So it's got to be extraordinary. Like smoking in bed is dumb. People die from that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's most spontaneous combustions are actually just people smoking. Mm-hmm. And a quote from Wikipedia from the website. <laughs> so it's, I didn't find it on the website, but I found gotcha. it from Wikipedia quoted to the website. Yeah, I see. In contrast, self-immolation caused by smoking after being administered a flammable ointment in a hospital and specifically told not to smoke is grounds for nomination. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you knew that would be happening. Yeah, or I feel like I feel like um, maybe um, knowing that you got gasoline on yourself while you were starting up your lawnmower. Oh yeah, there's like, one of those. There's one of those. We can just do it now, so we can skip it later. Okay. But yeah, there's this guy who uh, went to his friend's house and found a jar of mystery liquid next uh, to his sink, and he's like, "Yeah, it's probably alcohol." So he goes to drink it, and it's fucking gasoline. And so he spills it all over it, spills it all over himself, and spits oh, it all over himself. Yeah. And then he's like, ah, oh, fuck, that sucked. God, who keeps gasoline by the sink? And he was keeping gasoline by the sink oh, because he was a mechanic and used it to, like, wash his hands off. Oh, right. It's a really um, good solvent. Yeah. <laughs> so he's all stressed out because he just got gasoline in his body and on his shirt, and he's, like, decided to smoke a cigarette and, and burnt to death. Right? Fuck. 
the even lighting the cigarette i feel like the lighting the cigarette like that's the part where you're like okay you should put those two together yeah like, you should but then like even if you were like ballsy and you're just like no nah, i'm gonna do this i got this <laughs> you got a cherry on yourself somehow yeah like you got you got some of the fucking actual sparks or flames onto you Oh, or do you think it caught his fingers first? But then no. he cherry touches. No gasoline. Uh, gasoline. The vapors. Fumes, gasoline fumes can ignite. You're right. They can. Of course. In fact, they ignite yeah. better than liquid. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So he literally just lit it next to his face, which and- had gasoline in it. Probably started a fire in his mouth. Ugh. <sighs> All right. Let's get on to the next one. Self selection. You have to be the cause of your own demise. So nobody, you can't get a Darwin Award when somebody else kills you. Yeah, that didn't even make any sense. Yeah. Next one, maturity. You have to be capable of sound judgment. Nominee. Oh, certainly. That yeah. Otherwise, that would be absolutely cruel. and tasteless. Yeah. The nominee must be at least past the legal driving age and free of mental defect. What we're not, we, I feel like it's not making fun of people's intelligence. It's making fun of poor judgment. Poor judgment, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Northcutt, she considers injury or death caused by a mental defect to be tragic rather than amusing. I, I think that's a pretty so. fucking standard yeah. human yeah. approach to it. So, yeah, that one's, I think, pretty important. You don't even need a pat on the back for believing that. If you believe otherwise, no, fuck off. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Um, veracity. Event must be verified. The story must document by reliable sources like reputable newspaper articles, confirmed television reports, or responsible eyewitnesses. If the story is found to be untrue, it's disqualified. But particularly amusing ones are placed in the urban legends section. Oh, didn't know such a thing existed. That's yeah. kind of cute. And despite the requirement, though, many of the stories are fi- fictional and often appear as original, quote-unquote, original submissions and present no further sources than the unverified and unreliable eyewitnesses. Huh. So So, maybe not a very high bar for what (laughs) constitutes verifiable. Verified, yeah. Somebody just calls and is like, yeah, that happened, I saw it. But they do put those in the original submissions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of originals, a lot of stuff should be in urban legends that isn't probably. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the more examples of it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. People who earned a Darwin Award. This one's actually probably my favorite. Okay. Um, they called it the missionary position. Happened oh. on November in 2018 at the Andaman Islands in India. Yeah, I know. You remember? About this. You remember yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, John Allen Cho described himself as a world explorer, and he was inspired by Livingston and Jesus. Well, he went out to spread the word of God to the most secluded island tribe in the world. Yeah. Yep, and uh, they're the Sentinelese, and they're on a... Because they're a North Sentinel Island. Yeah. In the Adamans. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's like a, their own little, little small forested island. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, from what I understand, they are not doing very well. Um, the, the tribesmen, the tsunami oh. back in, oh man, what was that? I think I was in middle school when that tsunami happened, wasn't I? 
Um, I don't know. That the big tsunami caused by the earthquake out in the uh, Indian Ocean. It no, I wasn't in middle school. When did that happen? I feel so. Now I kind of remember. Now I kind of remember, but no. Two thousand four. That sounds kind of right. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There was a yeah big tsunami. Jonathan. That that didn't help the island a whole lot, and obviously it will take them a long time to repopulate any numbers because there's not a whole ton of them. Yeah. So anyway, John Allen Show, he decides to go there because he wants to spread the word of God, and the Sentinelese. They're like known by everybody to like vigorously reject contact with. Yeah, outsiders. yeah, they're very, very hostile. They're super. They're, they're hostile. only form of um, they're only displayed behavior when meeting front, confronted with contact is to to be highly aggressive, like deadly yeah. aggressive. They fire bows. Basically. Ever since the eighteen hundreds. Well, they fire arrows with their bows. Um. Yeah, they fire arrows. Like, basically, the British really fucked with them in the 1800s. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, basically, um, the, probably their culture... Like, on a deep cultural... Right, yeah, on a deep remembers cultural... Remembers that shit when people came and just, like, completely fucked with them. Yep. So, probably, like, yeah, I mean... That's how you would respond. That's how you'd fucking respond, yeah. Like, imagine if, imagine if aliens came from outer space and fucked with us... And then 200 years later, some other aliens show up and they're like, hey, guys, what's up? We'd probably be like, fuck the fuck off. We got yeah. nukes now. Lots of, of them. Space nukes. <laughs> um, but yeah, this Cho guy uh, bribed six fishermen to take him to the island after getting to India. And he wrote a letter to his family in Alabama describing why he wanted to go there. Said the eternal life of the Sentinelese tribe is at hand. This is from the Darwin Award websites. He paddled to the island in a kayak and was immediately attacked by arrows, but continued walking, stated the global news agency AFP. The fisherman then witnessed the natives, quote, tying a rope around his neck and dragging his body along the shore. They were clearly rejecting his gifts because he brought like a soccer ball a Bible, a few other things. But yeah, like, what the fuck do you expect? Everybody knows that they've been hostile and that you don't go fucking contact them, and it's illegal to do that. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit on this guy. Um, Do you think he's... So he he was actually, like, kind of a real adventurer, yeah. Um he was not he was not a novice at this type of thing. He had been doing missionary work around the world and um had been in some pretty like he's he had done a lot of things that you and I couldn't do, are not fit enough to do. Um and so he wasn't like he hadn't just like just gotten there from Alabama and had like oh, yeah, no. high hopes. I wasn't um, suggesting that, but still it's a bad idea. Oh, it's an incredibly bad idea. I I don't know if I agree with his inclusion in the Darwin Awards. I don't know if I think that... I guess, no, I guess I'm being biased. Faith-based poor judgment is still poor judgment. Yeah. Um, And he displayed incredibly so, poor too. judgment. Um, everyone knows that you should never, ever try to approach the North Sentinelese. Yeah. 
Everyone has always known that. And it's illegal to do that. It's illegal. Yeah, it is illegal for him to go there. Um, and that's disrespectful. So that helps me out a little bit and not feeling so bad. But uh, I guess basically I just wanted to play devil's advocate for a second. And I didn't do a very good job. Just because like he gets shit on constantly. Yeah. Some people go so far as to say he deserved to die. Um, which oh, okay. I find objectionable. I yeah, I don't really believe in the whole concept of deserve to die. I don't believe in the whole concept of deserve anything. It's just a, such a subjective notion. Anytime somebody says somebody else deserves something, I kind of roll my eyes in my head and in, in, in my mind. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck do you know about it? <laughs> deserved? How do, what do you know about what people deserve? All right, we got some more to get through. Uh, we got... Um, case of the charred crook uh it was in november 2015 in croatia so he was like a criminal who spent most of his time most of his life in prisons and apparently was back in prison because he kept threatening his girlfriend oh and was like so unruly while in the prison that they put him in solitary but he had a lighter hidden somewhere i already feel like this one's gonna be pretty fucking funny <laughs> yeah he had a Cause fuck this guy he had a lighter hidden somewhere. Like, I don't know where you could hide a lighter in a prison. Your butthole. Oh, yeah, your butthole. Um, the prison so, pocket. <laughs> so anyway, he, with his hands behind his back, he finds the lighter and lights the walls on fire of this padded room. Smart. And, Smart. you know, like, of course, the guards don't really know that's going to be happening. Yeah, and there's not like a lot of ventilation. It's just not like pumps a lot of ventilation right out there. towards the guards yeah. so they can see it. So yeah, he died. I'm not sure whether he died from not being able to breathe first or by burning first. Probably not breathing. It that probably at least uh, caused him to lose consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. There's an. <laughs> oh, we already talked about this. the one about the salsa jar with the gasoline that was called smoking hot sauce. And then there's the angry wheelchair man. And this is actually a video on YouTube. You've probably seen it. Maybe. Um, there's this dude. Uh, he's like in this motorized wheelchair and somebody doesn't hold the door open for him. And so he starts like crashing back and forth into the door. And the second to last crash, like the door hinges like start coming off and he backs up and crashes into it again and falls down the elevator shaft. Oh, I have seen that. Oh my goodness. I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. That man died. Uh-huh. I had no idea that they died. Yeah. I've seen that movie or I've seen that little video like dozens of times. And I, I, he I mean, died. it looked like, it looked like that's what would happen, but I, right? you know, you never know when you watch some of those videos, what the outcome is. Yeah. And but because you can't see, any fuck of the that guy that too. Yeah. Like Jesus, yeah. Watching him, he was so angry, so entitled, so super entitled. Like, uh, I'm not saying he deserved to die. That's no. fucked up. I'm just saying, like, he I'm deserved, not going to lose sleep over it. He deserved a heavy fine for breaking that door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's his just desserts. <laughs> All right, and then we got Sparkleberry Lane. Uh, th these are all the titles from the Darwin Awards. It was in January 2009 in Pennsylvania. And uh, two guys went in to rob a Sprint store. And they told everybody, go in the back. And uh, But how they disguised themselves. And they took like all the cards, purses, and all that shit. 
that they could. They told all the employees and people to go in the back and wait. And they drove away, but the way they had disguised themselves, at least one of the guys, he had spray-painted his face gold. Why? Yeah, that's how he was, that's how he was uh, disguised. He had spray-painted his face gold. And Why, then, where would that idea even come from? Yeah, the people in the store said that they could easily recognize him. Yeah, like you, your face still looks like your fucking face. <laughs> and there are good fucking reasons why spray paint cans have warning labels on them that say "Don't get in your eyes and face." Oh. And <laughs> he died inhaling the fumes, like relatively soon after leaving. Can you imagine, like, how heavy those fumes would be? Like, right? if you spray painted something in a closed room, <laughs> yeah, it's stinks so bad for so long, and it's like it ma- gives you headaches just being in that room. Can you imagine actually Seriously, having spray painted your, your nostrils, yeah. your fucking mouth? <laughs> it's just vaporizing right into it, your fucking. Right into your breathing ways. It will kill you. This is one yeah, of this that is, makes sense. This is one of Wendy's arguments for why against people who say she should take down posts. She's like, no, this is like a go-to list of ways not to kill yourself. Oh yeah, it's educational. Like, yeah, it's educational. She's like, people will be more kids will be more careful around explosives if they read this book. <laughs> <laughs> um they're learning lessons the hard way so you don't have to. Yep. Uh, the 17-year-old in Muffled Explosion found a M80 in his grandma's house and decided to fuck with it. So what he's doing is he's repeatedly lighting the fuse and putting it out. And then, How is that even fun? What's know, even the right? point of that one? Well, That's it, like... That's like russian roulette except you just put bullets in all of the chambers yeah. and then you just cock the gun against your head and uncock it and cock it and uncock yeah. it um but so it got away from him and he was scared of the noise and so he tried to hide it in his thighs no no yep i've heard this one too Lost yep his i've right heard this hand right leg and very likely his repro- his right to reproduce Earning him a living Darwin Award. That's from the website. And seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. That's, that's one. I have a hard time. That fucking at sucks. That one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Some of these, I'm like, shit. I mean, like, it, it qualifies. It totally qualifies. Totally and I'm qualifies. glad it's up there because, like you said, it's a, it is educational. Yeah. Um, but uh, that you know. <clears throat> It's really easy to do the and dumbest if, possible and it's option. Interesting to in a, think in about. A, like I've been in instances where I picked the dumbest possible of all options. Yeah. Um. And but you and I'm glad it didn't it. turn out like that. Right. Pierced a 23 year old with several piercings was at work and was like, "What would it feel like to hook the electronic control tester to my chest piercings?" Oh, okay. Yep, so he clamped an alligator clip onto each of his nipples and hit the test button after several coworkers had told him it was a bad idea. And, uh, yeah, like that one. Like, that would fucking suck to be there. Tell a man over and over and over not to do it. Not to do something, and then they do it. He does it, and then you just Your worst fears are realized. Your worst fears are realized, and you try to give him CPR. Jeez. And, like... Yeah, fuck that person for what they put other people through. Exactly. That one's fucking traumatizing. Jeez, that's... Man. What the fuck? Yep. Uh, This next one is called (laughs) Boner. 
And there's like mm. this 50 year old man, uh, bird hunting with his homies. And his dog was out with him because he's bird hunting and he brought a deer leg to him. And the man didn't really want him to be holding on to the deer leg. So he starts swinging around with him with the butt of his shotgun. <laughs> and then the shotgun hit something. And let's see. Uh, shot the man in the abdomen. And he was like airlifted to the nearest hospital. And he had enough time to tell the authorities because he died like three days later. Uh, what happened. Otherwise, his friends would be under suspicion. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, he's like, didn't uh, safety off. Freaking people need to be more careful with guns. Yeah, safety off. Like, he he's, was presumably holding onto the barrel, trying the to like barrel, trying to whack his dog, whack to get his the, dog to get the bone oh out of his my. mouth or stop him from. What with the him. heck? He was like, I don't want to point the dog gun at my dog. Like that'd be irresponsible. <laughs> yeah. I'll turn it around and hold it by the barrel. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. Just let him have the bone, man. Anyway. Hunting accidents are. Or get a stick. Hunting accidents are. Hunting accidents very piss common, me. unfortunately. Hunting accidents piss me off a lot because I went through hunter safety, and uh, like basically just in, like basically that's part of my whole persona. Is yeah, like, no, I get, I totally get don't that. Point but you a have gun to understand that when, when people when people are handling something as deadly as that accidents are just going oh, to no, no, no. happen. I know they're like, going to happen. It's human nature to make small mistakes. No, I know they are going to happen. And I've heard happen. some stories that were really tragic but I've been that really involved mad at... some pretty small mistakes. Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously a tragedy should never happen. But if I'm around you and I see you point a gun at somebody even accidentally Oh, if you see anyone be... with any bad um, um I'm going to be fucking pissed off. Yeah, with any bad and gun so handling behavior. I would be pissed off right before the moment where you, that tragedy happened. You immediately... Then, oh, sometimes sometimes no one's looking. Yeah, sometimes, I know, I know, I know. Sometimes two people can cooperate to make a bad situation without either of them even knowing the other one has, is where they are. Yeah. But my thing is, if you're going to have a fucking gun, you should know those things and be cognizant of that every fucking second. Oh, if you don't... If you don't Use utilize gun safety in your operating firearm. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> but sometimes, but, but what I'm saying is that sometimes happen. situations do don't pop up where, like, you are utilizing gun safety, and the situation's changed, and you don't even know it. Yeah. Yeah, like tripping. Tripping. Um, yeah. It's I mean, like sometimes, like sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes the gun holder doesn't know where. Somebody else is. Somebody else is, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, equally, if you see someone holding a rifle, the best place to stand isn't where they already are pointing the rifle. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last one I got is Lawn Chair Larry. I think we... T oh, yeah, we talked we a brought, little bit yeah, about you, him. Yeah, So, it. it's a story of Larry Walters... And he's probably the most famous honorable mention. Yeah, I've heard of him. He always wanted to fly, but he got rejected <laughs> from being a pilot. So he was a trucker because his eyesight was so bad. I didn't, is... know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Poor yeah. Larry. Yeah. Poor fucking Larry. Yeah. If his eyes had just been good, <laughs> if his eyes none of this would have happened. He would have been flying oh, around in the Air fuck. Force. 
<laughs> so yeah, he always wanted to be flying. Um, he tied forty-five weather balloons to his Sears lawn chair and anchored it to his Jeep. Tied some water bottles on it for balance. Armed himself with a BB gun, some sandwiches, some beer, and a parachute. Um, so his plan was to stay thir- hovering thirty-five feet above the ground. What? Yeah. Why did by he... like okay. shooting the BB gun or something like that? That point, the parachute's um, kind of moot. I mean, I guess that was for if he got real high. <laughs> when his friends cut the anchor. His his chair rapidly shot up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, do really, some math, like, motherfucker. Like really, do some math. Really, really quick. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and he was like ascending so fast, he was like scared to shoot the balloons in order oh, to because he was worried no. about his balance. And he got up to an altitude of fifteen thousand feet. What? Can you even imagine? You're in a lawn chair yeah. in 15,000 feet. <laughs> I would just already assume I was dead. I would, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I, at that point in time, I probably would have given up on solutions. Fucking A, I would have given up. <laughs> like, uh, I mean. I mean, you might you as gotta, well start shooting the balloons well. because, like, yeah, why not? So, like, after about 30, 45 minutes, that's what he did. He gathered enough, enough courage to start shooting the balloons. And then he slowly started to descend. And eventually he landed by getting stuck in some power lines, which broke and caused a 20-minute blackout. (laughs) (laughs) And presumably killed him. No, it didn't kill him. This is why he's an honorable mention. Oh. Because he wasn't killed and he wasn't... His genitals weren't fucked up. Okay. Um, But it's still one of the most famous things on the Darwin Awards website, which is why it's an honorable mention. Um, and also, the cops were there to immediately arrest him for violating airspace. Yeah, he didn't because fly off flight plan or <laughs> even notify the yeah. FAA. He flew through the primary approach corridor oh, of the shit. Long Beach airport. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> what an idiot. He didn't even go out to, the, like, the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The regional safety inspector, Neil Savoy, was reported to have said... We know he broke some part of the Federal Aviation Act. As soon as we decide which part it is, some type of charge will be filed. <laughs> if he had a pilot's license, we'd suspend that, but he doesn't. He was initially fined $4,000, but appealed it and it was taken down to fifteen uh, to $1,500. Um, but he was actually always cheery. That's cheer- pretty lenient. It was pretty lenient. He, and he was always cheery about it, saying... I've fulfilled my 20-year dream. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, if you live <laughs> yeah. through that if you and you can remember it, it like, then it's that a would great be experience. Sick, yeah. It's probably be scary as fuck while you're up there, though. I probably would not have waited 45 minutes to start shooting no, balloons. Absolutely but not. I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, it depends on some, how fast you're going up. Like, If you're going up fast enough that you like are feeling the acceleration... Like you'd probably oh, I'm just, not going to do anything at that point. Probably just going to hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do anything at that point. And eventually, yeah, he shot some of them, but eventually lost his BB gun, too. Oh. Probably shit. because he was having a hard time concentrating with all the fucking thin air out there. Oh, yeah. Which is what I would think. 15,000 feet, that was cold, too. Yeah, cold, thin fucking air. Probably can't think very well at all. 
I think I think the tip of Everest is at like twenty nine eighty something. Oh wow! But he's pretty high up there. Yep. So yeah, that's the Darwin Awards. You got anything else you want to talk about the Darwin Awards? No, I always like watching those videos stories. and hearing those stories about people being incredibly stupid while committing crimes. Yeah, though. a lot of them, a lot of them are not san- Darwin Awards sanctioned. It's kind of became a meme. Oh, um, I see. Like I a see. lot of the videos, yeah, 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 people just yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, most of the videos I'm talking about aren't actually Darwin Awards. No, I'm just I'm like you know you just go down YouTube holes of like. Yep. Criminal, stupidest thing ever. Fun fails. Yeah, fun fails are always fun. Yep. Hence the name. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is it for this episode. The Explanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Art logo and website designed by Monet Moran. I want to thank all our patrons on Patreon. Your support means everything to me, to us, and the show itself. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations. Tell a friend to listen to your favorite episode or leave a review on iTunes. It really helps out a lot. Likely, we got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it or just want to bullshit, hit me up at Dexplanationspodcast at gmail.com. Tweet me at Dexplanations or comment on Instagram. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. Oh, and as for you, knowing you're out there gives me good peace of mind. Bye now. Thank mm-hmm. you.